Hey guys, welcome back to Iron and Rose Talk Show, and today we are starting a book called Artemis Fowl, and I've heard about this book, not a whole lot, but I've heard about it, and I saw it at the bookstore for only five bucks, and it was, it looks pretty good, so I also got Michael Vay. Which I recommend to any, like, I guess superhero, um, superhero series, I guess. I mean, it's a series of seven books, maybe more, because I'm not sure if this is a new copy, because it says, this is book one in the seven book series. Don't miss any of the electrifying action, so... It's about this guy, he's in uh, high school, and he has, like, this electrical power, and it's pretty cool. I mean, if you want to uh, me to read this, go check out my YouTube channel on Iron and Rose Gaming Show, um, and comment down below if you want to see this. Because sadly you can't, um, you can't, um, at the, on the podcast, unless you're, I don't think you can, at least, I'm not sure. But, um, I guess let's get started, because it's almost like two minutes in, so I probably should get started now. So, Artemis Fowl, by Eon, Ian. Ian Colfer, I'm not sure if I said the name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Prologue. Do we want to write, read the prologue? Okay, I guess we should. How does one describe Artemis Fowl? Various psychiatrists have tried and failed. The main problem is... Artemis's own intelligence. He bamboozled every test thrown at him. He had puzzled the greatest medical minds and sent many of them gibbering to their own hospitals. There is no doubt that Artemis is a child prodigy, but why does some uh, someone of such brilliance dedicate himself to criminal activity? This is a question that can be answered by only one person, and he delights, and he delights is in not talking. Perhaps the best way to create an accurate picture of Artemis is to tell the by now famous account of his f- first villainous venture. I have put together the report from first-hand interviews with the victims. And as the tale unfolds, you realize that this was not easy. The story began several years ago at the dawn of the 21st century. Artemis Fowl had devised a plan to restore his family's fortune. A plan that could topple civilizations and plunge the planet into a cross-species war. He has twelve years old. He was twelve years old at the time. 
Chapter 1, The Book Ho Chi Minh City in the summer, sweltering by anybody's anyone's standards. Needless to say, Artemis Fowl would not have been willing to put with such discomfort as someone extremely important had not been at, at stake, Import, important to plan. Sun did not suit Artemis. He did not look well in it. Long hours indoors in front of a computer screen had bleached the glow of, from his skin. He was white as a vampire and almost as testy in the light of day. I hope this isn't another wild goose chase, Butler, he said, his voice soft and clipsed, especially after Cario. Cario. It was a gentle rebook. They had traveled to Egypt on the word of Butler's informant. No, sir, I'm certain this time Norwegian is a good man. Hmm, droned Artemis, unconvinced. Passer B would have been amazed to hear the, the large... Here is a man referred to the boy as Sir. That this, after all, the third millennium, but this was no ordinary relationship, and there, these were no ordinary tourists. They were sitting outside a curbside safe cafe on Dong Kai Street, watching the local teenagers circle the square on mopeds. Okay, I was just looking how long the chapter is. I'm not sure if we're going to finish it today. I might go to 10 minutes today. I'm just going to say that now. Nguyen was late in pathetic patch of shade provided by the umbrella was doing little to improve Artemis's mood, but this was just his daily pessimism beneath the sulk was a spark of hope. Could this trip actually yield results? Would they find the book? It was too much to hope for. A waiter scurried to their table. More tea, sir? Sirs, he asked, head bobbing furiously. Artemis sighed, spare me the theatricals and sit down. The waiter turned instinctively to Butler, who was, after all, the adult. But, sir, I am the waiter. Artemis tapped on the table for attention. You are wearing homemade loafers, a silk shirt, and three gold signet rings. Your English has a tinge of Oxford about it, and your nails have soft sheen and recently manicured. You are not a waiter. You are a contact, and you have adopted this pathetic disguise to discreetly check for weaponry. Norwegian's shoulders sagged. It is true, amazing, hard, hardly. A ragged apron does not, does not a waiter make.
Okay, I think we'll stop there with the reading part, but I'm going to read the back. Uh, so if you don't want to hear this, um, I just skip to the end. So, yeah. Stay back, human. You don't know what you're dealing with. 12-year-old Artemis Fowl is a millionaire, a genius, and above all, a criminal mastermind. But even Artemis doesn't know what he's taken on when he kidnaps a fairy, Captain Holly. Short of the Leprechaun unit. These aren't the fairies of bedtime stories. These fairies are armed and dangerous. Artemis thinks he has them right where he wants them. But then they stop playing by the rules. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so yeah, that seems pretty nice. And then there's a picture on the back, which you guys can't see because this is a podcast, not a video. And this is actually, I'm not sure if the book is by Disney. I don't know, but it has Disney on the back because they're making a movie. If you didn't know, they released the trailer a little bit ago. I can't remember when, but they released it and it looks pretty good. Um, that's why I got the book. It, I'm not sure if the thing on the back is, I mean the front is the real life picture or just drawn, but it looks really lifelike. So it's kind of cool if it is not like real life, but that, eh, okay. Well, hope you guys like the podcast and I'll um, talk on the talk show too later. Bye guys.